This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions because it's time to dish the dirt. On The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Now, as I was saying before I was rudely interrupted by an anxiety attack... Hiya, Charlie. Hey, it's good time morning, for the morning show. <laughs> Franklin Proctor. Well, so nice to see your face. Charlie, thank you very much. And for inviting me in here to do the last live show that I'm going to be doing on AM 740, at least for now. Well, I, I yeah, I hear there's other stations after you. Oh, so, I mean, you, God. You, they're all yeah, over the place. I'm, just, I'm, I'm sh- beating them off with hockey sticks. I'm, I'm not you. surprised. you got to really like sit back and think about your <laughs> options at this point. Right. No. Well, what we're going to do is maybe take a couple of minutes in a couple of minutes yeah. to explain kind of what went down, what's going down, yeah, and where you've I'm been, well. <laughs> and uh, and why I'm getting back up. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, let me first of all do the main job that you have hired me to do, Charlie. <laughs> And that being the uh, sous chef of the garden, Mm -hmm. give out those phone numbers, okay, to the folks who want to call in. In Toronto, 416-360-0740. Then anywhere else in the province, toll free, 1-866-740-4740. And for those of you who are going to be a first-time caller, never (laughs) called in before, okay, let Carlos, our magnificent operator, know and... uh, just before you hit the airways, gotta get your garden the wings. Famous right? bell. Yeah, I know. You know what? It's been two months since you've sat here across from yes. me, and yeah. uh, the bell has been obviously missing. Yeah, isn't that wild? People eh? will say, "I'm a first time caller," and I'm like, "Well, I don't know the bell." It's in Frank's drawer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, don't want, I don't want to go in Frank's drawers. Uh, Not at all. Oh, 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 oh dear. Did I say that? I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's the meds. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, oh, I can blame a whole lot of stuff on, on the meds. I know. Uh, yeah, I better remind the folks so that the lines are open, of course. Yes. And uh, our little uh, mantra, if if it still stands, yes. and I still remember it, uh, yeah, call early, call often one question per call. Good job. And perhaps what we'll do is maybe, do you want to address anything well, around let me, the Just before we quickly, yeah. I'll just remind everybody that the Riverdale Horticultural Society is meeting October the 13th, so that oh, is right. in a mere couple of days, Tuesday yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. 7 o'clock. Uh, guests are Emma and Stephen Biggs, who uh-huh. you might remember, that's the dad and his daughter, yeah. that are just oh, lovely. Yeah. She's 16 now, right? Yeah, she, oh, she, was, she was 13 when she came on the show. Yeah, and she's been back since when, when you were away, but um, she's so well-spoken. I mean, it's just such a mature young lady mm-hmm. and just so articulate and a, an amazing grower of all things edible, yeah. her favorites being tomatoes. So her and Stephen will be presenting fun and unusual edibles for the Riverdale Hort Society, October 13th, 7 p.m. To get involved, go to www.info at 
Ca. Okay, and we're going to come back in just a couple of mm-hmm. moments. I'm just going to quickly refer to how I was treated by management mm-hmm. here at the radio station when we do return. But it really is the garden show, not the <laughs> not the Frankie Proctor Get Well program. Okay. Well, why not? We can well, do it all. Yeah, we, we cover the whole darn thing. Good. Back in a moment. <laughs> Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than you realize. Should small creatures become a big problem, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio. And uh, Frank Proctor, delighted to be in the studio once again. With and my, I'm over my the My darling moon. friend, Charlie Dobbin. Now, yeah. let me just take you back a couple of weeks so you know where I'm coming from and where I came from. Actually, months. Uh, yeah, it was the beginning of August mm-hmm. when, for some unknown reason, I, I can't put my finger on it, but uh, anxiety attacks started to happen to me. And I found at one point that I couldn't come into the station. Mm-hmm. I, I, just, I had to call up our general manager, Paul Thomas, and say, Paul, I can't come back. And he said, Frankie, do not do anything other than what's good for you. Mm -hmm. You stay at home, whatever. Mm -hmm. Only come back when you feel you can come back. Don't... Do not be pressured into coming back. And that was uh, that was uh, uh, touted as well by Moses, mm-hmm. which made me feel grand. Well, it's good, too, because uh, rem- yeah. the, the, they didn't want to contribute to making your anxiety any worse. That's right. right. So it was like, don't worry about the station. Yes. Like, just relax. We'll yep. run reruns. It's yep. okay. It's all about you. It's right. not about AM740. So it was bad enough, the uh, anxiety attacks. I'm not just kind of whining here, but it, <laughs> I, I did check myself into... The psych ward at uh, Newmarket Hospital. I was there for nine days. Mm-hmm. I got out for about three days. And darned if you wouldn't, you know, I was coming to the back door of the house and I lost my equilibrium, fell, hit my head in the slate tile uh, leading Ow. up to the doorway, which did not make me feel any better no. at all. But so uh, ever since then, I've been in another hospital yeah. and, and uh, on copious medication. Right. But getting much better and yeah. i i do want to uh, personally thank the management uh, and and all the rest of the staff here how supportive they have been it's been absolutely marvelous so yeah. from that point on there you go that's that's the reason and this is the last show that i'll be doing because i'm backing away it's mm-hmm. going to take some time for me yeah and i me? think and i think you should but i but yeah. i do want you to know how much i've missed you personally I and i know many of our callers and listeners have missed you a lot because i get lost Lots of questions as well. So I will miss you as I have. But, you know, it's all about pivoting and being resilient yeah, yeah. these days, Doing, right? And I, so, yeah, listen, I, I'll never say never. Exactly. Uh, you knows? never know. We might just do a every, whatever, two, yeah. three months, get you to come down and you know, snowstorm. Yeah, Moses, okay, Moses you don't need to come. might be listening in this moment saying... Yeah. That guy sounds great. What the hell's wrong with him? So, <laughs> no, no, but it's no, been hard. Yeah. I mean, you've had every test known to mankind, and oh, and, oh, and Lord, as yeah. Shirley has attested to, you've yeah. got a, a whole you know cabinet full of pills and <laughs> medications. And That's they true. they try to help you with that stuff, but there's always those combinations. Oh, yeah. Well, and, it takes a while to figure out what exactly, works with what, right? Yeah, exactly. What say we go to the phone lines? Okay? All right, let's see. Right. It looks like we have our old friend John. Well, from Mississauga, would that be John? It Hi. John? Frank, first of all, buddy, welcome. Thank we you. We miss you. Trust yep. me, we missed you a couple months or whatever. Hope you're feeling much better. I am indeed. Yes, And I am. I'll tell you, I don't know if I'm going to insult anybody else, but the program without you, it's, it, it's not the same. 
That's true. So welcome. Believe me, I'm emotional. I, I never met you or anything, but welcome. Hope you're feeling fine, buddy, and hopefully you're ready to enjoy your family, especially with this uh, weekend. Yes. You bet. Well, point. surely my family, the, the gal I uh, share my life with, has been absolutely wonderful and so supportive. In fact, is sitting just to my left in the studio here this morning. I think she doesn't, exactly. want, she yeah. doesn't exactly. want to take her eyes off of you. Yeah. She wants to make sure you don't <laughs> fall <laughs> over and hit your head. That's right. <laughs> Charlie, yes, um, I, I send you uh, the pictures. Did you? And, and I, I, like I said, last week I tried to listen, and, and then, but I couldn't. Uh, did you manage to tell me what's wrong with my apples? No, I did not. Okay, no problem, Sorry. no problem. Okay. You know what, you're right. You called two weeks ago, yeah. and Red Delicious Apples passed. You wanted me to figure out what, what was going on. Are they dim? Okay, leave it with me. I'm so sorry. Uh, I'm no, 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 it doesn't have to be sorry, Charlie. I know you, <laughs> you have so many things on your mind. But uh, to tell you the truth, what I'm doing at the moment is I cut them or, or they fell on the ground, yeah. and I'm burying them underneath the, the garden soil. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm not sure. When you slice open those apples, do you see see evidence of insects? No. 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 Okay. All right. No. That's fine then. Okay. No. I'll tell you what. No. Let's take a little break right, right. here, uh, John. Okay. Thank and, you very uh, much. And, and take care. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. <laughs> yes. Enjoy thanks. your Thanksgiving, John. Oh, my gosh. John. Yes. Thanksgiving dinner coming up soon. Uh, yeah. okay. Are you go- doing re- anything? Uh, Are you yeah. seeing family? Well, Shirley checked with her sister, Betty, and found <laughs> out that on Monday, we're going to celebrate on Monday, mm-hmm. we're having what, roast beef, right? Uh, pot, roast. Uh, pot roast. Pot roast. Okay, rather than turkey. Because mm. with turkey, you have turkey <laughs> fricassee, turkey <laughs> drumstick, turkey it's funny. sandwiches. Come driving in this yeah. morning, all the different recipes for <laughs> how to eat turkey. <laughs> like, like, you know, breakfast yeah. hash. That's and right. Just it was all over the map. <laughs> crazy, crazy. Uh, we're going to take a little break and come back and say hi to Leonard, who's on the line from Mississauga. That will happen next on The Garden Show with Charlie Dalvin. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, fox, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. And Charlie, as promised, let's go back to the phone lines here. (laughs) Say hi and welcome to Leonard in from Mississauga. Good morning, Leonard. Good morning, Frank. Um, Nice hearing your voice. Thank you. Uh, Just stay healthy, man. Okay. This is a crazy world we're living in. You got that right. (laughs) Anyhow, Charlie, I... um, found I had these packages of seeds Mm -hmm. that I had received from a garden show a while ago. It's still hermetically sealed. Mm -hmm. I'm just wondering, would they still be good to be about a year, maybe a year and a half, two years old? Um, And if they are still good, um, would it be best to plant them now in the fall or wait until the spring? So... All seeds are different. These, so, these these were the seeds. I don't know if you remember at the garden shows uh, for the bees. Oh yeah, way back. Uh, were, do they have like honey crisp? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah that's from quite a long time ago. Uh, and that's a, a mix of annual right. and perennial flowers that are bee friendly flowers, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I would do? You're 
all seeds are different. Some last for thousands of years. I mean, they have found seeds mm-hmm. in the tombs as they've opened up, you know, Pharaoh's graves and they find gold and silver and seeds. The seeds in many cases are viable. But then there's other seeds that even hermetically sealed will not last more than six months in at room mm-hmm. temperature. So if I were you, I would plan a spot for those seeds for next spring. Remember, you're going to prepare a seed bed. So you're going to mm-hmm. prepare an area that's got a nice, fine, finely raked, uh, no grass, no weeds, no interfering other plants. And, you know, it might only be like sort of a meter by a meter square. But bottom line is it's a ready-to-go seed bed. And then I would sow those seeds as per directions on the package. Uh, probably I'd wait till... Maybe Aprilish. You're in Mississauga, so maybe a- mid-April, okay. depending on the spring, and mm-hmm. and it might say to lightly rake some soil over top. I'm not I'm not sure. Just read what it says on the package, and then pray for rain. Doesn't if it doesn't, much. Yeah. yeah. If it doesn't rain, then just make sure you don't don't soak. You know, don't sort of wash them away with too much water, but keep them moist. And you you may be surprised. There will be a percentage yeah. of them that will grow, and then it's just a question of what they are. Those mixes tend to have both annuals and perennials. So, yeah. Um, does yeah. that hold? Does that hold true for a friend of mine gave me a sunflower and it's gone to seed, mm-hmm. and I've just got them in a in a dish right now. Mm-hmm. Right, and they're from they were from this year. Yes. Yeah. Um, so what I would do is I would package those up in, so that they're in the dark, so into just mm-hmm. a, a paper envelope or a yep. dark-colored glass jar, and then just put them away somewhere where there's dark is important, dry is important, uh, room temperature is fine, but a little bit cool is okay too. Yeah. Just put them away for the winter, and then you can sow those directly outside again in the spring. In the spring. Yeah. Uh, you don't need to start them inside. They're easy to grow outside. Great. Okay. Thanks so much. Hey. And again, Frank, nice hearing from you. Oh, bless your heart. I appreciate okay. that. Thank Thanks. you so much. Thanks for the call. You betcha. Um, from Hamilton. Well, let's see what's uh, going on around the mountain there. There's uh, Mary online. Good morning, Mary. Hello, Terry. Good morning, good morning Terry. Oh, sorry, Terry. Hey, good morning. Thank you. Um, Frank, first and foremost, uh, get better, for good. sure. Thank you. Uh, all the best for you, okay? Thank you very Going much. Forward. Yep. Uh, um, the question that I have is: I have orchids. Mm-hmm. The orchids. We'll take off this mask. I'm out of the store now. Uh, I have orchids, <laughs> and the orchids have a fuzzy underside. Charlie, oh. uh, we changed watering, and they were in flower and not in flower during the time. But it's on the underside of the of leaves. the orchid, like the leaves. What do nope. we do? So wait, on the underside of the leaves of the orchid, you've got fuzz. Did you say on the underside of the orchid? Yeah. So an orchid is a plant with green leaves, and then it's got the flower stalk. So you've got one plant or more than one plant? More than four plants. Four plants. So right now, of those four plants, a couple are flowering and a couple are not, but they all have green, healthy-looking leaves? Uh, some, there's some, some are healthy and then the, like the two bottom ones on the two are uh, wrinkly type of thing. Yeah. But, but remember how it works. And we see this, plants are very smart. They know, even though they're tropical plants and they're inside your house, they know winter's coming. They know the days are getting shorter. And so when the lower leaves on an orchid start to get a little bit wrinkly, a little bit what we would call chlorotic, so not a beautiful dark green, but a a paler green and then a more and more yellow, that's absolutely natural and normal. So those are the older leaves uh, 
getting past their prime, and they will drop off and go into the composter. Meanwhile, up at the top of the plant or the center of the plant is where your new growth is coming from. So you should see little little tiny leaves emerging as the new growth and that's good because we want to see new growth and we're not particularly upset if old growth finishes but you want the plants the leaves to be like i said a a good um, healthy green firm um, be careful with your watering you want to water thoroughly when you water but you never want to stand an orchid in water so it's a a real kind of a dunk i I like dunking the whole pot right into a pail of water uh, room temperature water the whole pot goes right under the water, uh, all the air bubbles come out, and then we drain that in the sink and put the orchids back onto the north or east windowsill. And um, that's just, it, it, it's winter's coming. I mean, the orchids are not typically putting out a lot of flowers right now, but, you know, it depends on the orchid and depends how often you fertilize, because it's not a bad thing to pretty consistently fertilize orchids. They can bloom anytime. So the white fuzzies that are underneath the green of the leaves, is there anything to take care of the white fuzzies that are underneath those green leaves? Okay, so the white fuzzies, do they peel? Like if you scratch it with your finger, they come off, right? They peel off? Right, and so those white fuzzies could are likely an insect called mealy bug. Mealy bug is an insect that covers itself in a white, waxy blob and looks white and fuzzy when you look at them. Uh... What I would do is I would get myself some rubbing alcohol and a Q-tip, and I'd sit there, because orchids are are pretty manageable that way, is sit down in bright light and one white fuzzy at a time, one mealy bug at a time, you're going to dip your, you have a little bit of rubbing alcohol and a Kleenex, and you're just going to use rubbing alcohol and a Q-tip, and you're going to take each one off with that rubbing alcohol wet Q-tip. Kills the mealy bug. You don't want to spray the whole plant if you don't have to with rubbing alcohol because it's very stressful and will kill the orchid. But certainly one insect at a time, it can be quite effective. Thank you very much. Again, Frank, take care of yourself, okay? Bless your heart. Thank you. I appreciate that. Matter of fact, I'd like to include... A few thoughts offered up by Charlie Chaplin that was sent to me by a listener surmising something wasn't quite right with me. She said, nothing is permanent in this world, not even our troubles. I like walking in the rain because nobody can see my tears. And the most important, the most wasted day in life is one in which we have not laughed. Ah. So there you go, Charlie Chaplin. Yeah. And to that listener, thank you very much for those thoughts. He's quick. Yeah, we've got, to, oh, oh, better gee, give, we've got room for more folks to... Uh, we do, better give those phone numbers Yes, again. indeed. Uh, give them a plug right here, Franklin. 416-360-0740. Anywhere in the province, toll free. 1-866-740-4740. You do oh. that really well. I well, just want to tell you, you that. Because I've had a number of guests join me <laughs> in your absence and they stumble over those numbers they're like 740 I've only had 13 years to work at it. So, you know, I'll have it down in another 20, you know. No, you have it down now. <laughs> Seriously. Hey, there's Karen in Cambridge. Good morning, Karen. First time caller. Oh, wait, wait, my wait. goodness. Get that. Wait. Yes. There we go. Welcome, Karen. Thank you, thank you. Um, this is my third week listening, and I had to call. My son moved into a place uh, he's renting and has a yew tree, a female yew tree in the backyard. Um, there's also another quick thing I wanted to ask about canker. 
disease on a tree. This tree doesn't have it, but um, he's got a puppy that's about 12 weeks old and had to go to the vet one night. Um, fortunately, it wasn't that. It was another thing that the puppy got into, um, just some stale fountain water. Mm. Now, um, what now we were gonna the berries have almost dropped i've mm-hmm. been researching what i could mm-hmm. um i'm clearing out all the rocks i'm going right down to the to the bottom i'm going to clean everything out and wash it down put the rocks back um we were i, I was thinking because we don't i don't i'm not for tearing down trees if mm-hmm. i don't have to mm-hmm. so um we were he bought a net Mm-hmm. And and then I read they only bloom in the fall. So I said, I think we're good until the fall. Maybe mm-hmm. we'll just put chicken wire around the base because my son's really worried. He's apparently even the trunk, correct me if I'm wrong, everything is poisonous about this tree. Um, I know the fruit definitely is. I know the fruit yeah. is definitely poisonous, so it's a good thing to protect. I mean, it's the thing about puppies, eh? You really can't trust them. <laughs> oh, I know, I know, I know. Imagine you have found, there's some excellent lists on the web, and there's one underneath the, the Veterinary Association has, you know, plants to avoid with cats and dogs, particularly young, not quite grown up and smart enough to not eat things. So I'll, I'll double check, use, I mean... I have a feeling that you, it's only the fruit that is poisonous, but I need to just double check that. No, that doesn't mean, yeah, now, not according to the internet. And oh, I know okay. you don't believe everything about the internet, no, but I was, I, I was curious, um, and I said, I, so I googled, like, why do people plant these trees if it's, so anyhow, the history is fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I thought, like, so you're saying you think it's more just the fruit that he should be worried about? Well, and I'm just double-checking here because, yeah, sure. it's hard to keep to know every single... Sure, sure, uh, sure. It just says here regarding dogs, eating berries and foliage, but particularly the foliage can cause dizziness in a dog. A dry mouth, abdominal cramps, salivation and vomiting uh, can be fatal, la, 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 la. So, uh, yeah, bottom line is you want to keep the dog away from the you. I, I wouldn't cut it down if you don't no, have no, to. No, no, no. And no, it is a I'm, rental place. You'd probably have to check with the landlord anyway. No, that's fine. And no, I like as I said, yeah. I said I I, don't, I wouldn't cut it down at all. Uh, and I don't, I'm just trying to calm mm. his nerves. He's a younger boy. Um, the other quick one is they have a tree, and I forget which what it is, but it looks like it has cause, uh, canker disease. Is what I looked up, and it has like a red jelly stuff mm. that's feeling from it. It's like burnt, mm-hmm. it orange, burnt. rusty. Yeah. Is it an evergreen? That's I'm got. Sorry? Is it an? Is it a green like an evergreen tree? When you like, what kind of tree is it that this? No, is I on? don't think it's an evergreen. I'd have to look back on my picture, but I don't believe it's an evergreen. It's a, it's a, a, a not an evergreen. So you know, it's probably the best thing if you have a picture is maybe email me the picture. Oh, and wonderful! I can look at the picture and give you an idea. There is. It's really kind of a wacky disease that's called cedar apple rust and okay. it actually it's not it doesn't grow on it's one of those funny things it grows on junipers that are 
commonly referred to as eastern red cedars, even though they're really junipers, and they get this crazy orange blob, like jelly blob in the spring. You'll see that. But the alternate host is crab apples, so, or apples in general. So you'll see this disease going back and forth. It's fungal, but it is a rust disease. So the evidence to our eyes is a very rusty colored, and it's uh, very devastating to, the, to both trees and can ultimately kill them. There's actually, I mean, this is quite significant um, because, and it's like a red gel, and I didn't want to touch it because it looks gooey. And, um, I, yeah, if that's, if I can send you a picture, yeah. that would send me be a picture. great. Yeah, because there's um, a bunch, like, pl- there's black knot, there's a bunch of things that ooze. Generally speaking, they're fungal diseases or bacterial when you're seeing it oozing stuff. Okay. 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 And fungal diseases so, can sometimes be uh, eradicated with proper care. Okay. okay. Perfect. So Perfect. You might, and, mm-hmm. I was just say, grab a pen and I'll give you my email if you want. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Okay. okay go ahead. Okay. So it's Frankie. You remember my email? Yeah. It's a text. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> it's c dot dobbin. That's d o b b i n at m z media. Dot com. That's simple. Yeah. C for Charlie. Dot, 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 dot com. So it's C as in Charlie, yep. right? Is Correct. That? Okay, yes. Okay. com. And Frank, I don't know you, but it sounds like you have all the love and support you need. And I apologize. I don't know your hit, um, what you're going through, but if your mate's right beside you there, you yeah. got the best thing going for well, you right there. She, she, she so, would she would assure you that I'm an exceedingly handsome man. But I, <laughs> I, I no, I really appreciate that. Thank you very much. Thanks. And for- and, and if I could just add one quick note to the orchid. Yep. Um, is it true you can just put an ice cube? Oh, I'm not a big fan of the ice cubes. They work because it's a, it's a three ice cubes once a week is the little tag that'll be on an orchid. And the reason they do that is because it, it's an, a way for a hobby gardener who doesn't have a lot of interest in learning more about orchids, but loves having orchids. Drop three ice cubes once a week, slowly yeah. the ice melts, and slowly they get watered, and that's a good way to water orchids. Because otherwise, well, you pour water and it just rushes yeah. right through. There's no, no soil, right? It's all bark and, and moss, etc. So I just think about myself. I wouldn't want to be fed ice cubes. Like, I would rather... <laughs> no, but this is my son's girlfriend, and they're a young couple, so yeah. she's... She's just, I'm just going to teach her about what I know, right? Yeah, good idea. Well, there, some people have success with the ice cubes. I just don't think it's very nice on the plants. I mean, they're tropical plants. They have never yeah. seen an ice cube ever through their and evolution. They're getting, <laughs> they're getting shocked with the cold. Yeah, I understand. So I'm going to try to teach her otherwise teach or her, her other roommate. Yeah, okay. the, Wonderful. the bucket of water works, trust good, me. Good for you. <laughs> uh, I don't want to take up any more time because I'm sure you got lots of callers. So I really enjoyed talking to you and listening to you. Good luck to you, Frank. Thank and you. Um, yeah, uh, maybe you'll hear from me again and I will good. definitely email that. Good sure. stuff. Thanks, okay. Karen. Thanks for yeah. calling on this long holiday weekend. Yeah, you know? wow. no kidding. And I actually, I should send out an apology to people like John who have sent me emails and I haven't responded to. So right. just to give you a heads up, Karen, I'm a big talker, right? Send me an email. But to, uh, I may not respond for six <laughs> now, months or so. I'm looking at our phone lines right now. Yeah. And if ever you wanted to make a call and get through to Charlie... Now is the time. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, at least three lines open, and here they are in Toronto. Call 416-360-0740, and toll-free anywhere in the province, one 740 
Four seven forty. We will be back in a moment. And what? Go ahead, well, see, We have a minute. Can I just? I want sure. to synopsize an email. I want that, to hear you synopsize that I didn't share with you, but it's got a P.S. So oh, it's from okay. Sue Stewart. Writing in from Oakville, she says she's an avid listener to the show, uh, or her mom is, I should say. And um, meanwhile, Sue has a very big old pussy willow tree. I don't know if you've ever seen, you know, pussy willows. We love them Mm -hmm. in the spring, but boy, do they grow fast. So in 20 years, it has grown, you know, 20... It's actually more than 20 feet. It's above her three-story townhouse. She's getting a little worried. She's worried that it it could crack or break Mm. or or big wind. And it would impact her and her neighbor if that happens. So, Mm -hmm. you know, her real question is, what should I do if it's time to cut it down? Or can I just do a heavy pruning on it? I I personally, if you can, I would go for a heavy pruning. Uh, But yes, definitely. They are very weak. Very fast-growing trees tend to be very weak. So definitely... Bring in an arborist to one more time. She said she did have an arborist five years ago. Get that person back and talk to them about doing some heavy pruning. But the P.S. is uh, Sue's mom is turning 88 years old oh. this coming Wednesday, October oh, 13th. And she wondered if we could please mention that on the show. So of a course. big happy birthday to Sue's mom this Wednesday. Happy 88th birthday. An extra squeeze from me. <laughs> Way to go. That's super. Okay. Hey, we're back in a moment. It looks like our lines are filling up like crazy, so we'll be along with the Garden Show the remainder of in just a moment. Don't change stations just because the weather changes. Garden tips and advice all year round. This is the Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Well, Charlie, my darling, let us bounce along to Burlington and say <laughs> hi to Erica on the line right now. Hey, good morning, Erica. Good morning. Um, I have an anthurium Mm -hmm. that I had outside. I want to bring it in Mm -hmm. and perhaps repot it, but I need to treat it just in case it has bugs. Mm -hmm. How do I go about that? Just a simple soap and water spray on the entire, the leaves of the plant. Is it flowering right now? Yes, it is. I would not spray the flowers unless you feel you need to, but it should be pretty easy to see if there's any, um, you know, the soap and water is kind of almost a a bit of a bath. It's a wash off dust and dirt and and yeah, if there's any little critters coming in. um, Soap and water works really well, but you don't want to leave it on the plant. So if you do end up spraying the flowers, that's fine. Just drench the whole plant and then clean water, wash off all that soap. How do you mean drench it? With a spritzer. Spritz with oh, the yeah, soap and water. Not, not in the water pot. Yeah, I wouldn't. I would just... Um, and sometimes people, they're worried that there might be some little insects in the soil of the pot. Right. And same thing. You can... When it's time to water the plant, you can water with a soap and water drench. Uh, do it in the kitchen sink or the bathtub or something so that the, the soap and water is washing through. And if there's any little little critters in there, they will pretty quickly abandon ship and then you uh, can catch them and put them back outside. I had it inside for about a week now, but mm-hmm. I don't see any kind of critters. Yeah, you may have nothing, no reason to do any of that. Um, the anthurium is not that attractive to, to many of the insects, and certainly it's been a bumper year for so such great growth that we, uh, once the snow, sort of the, once the rain arrived after the dry summer, we got a bit of rain and everything's been growing like stink, and so the, the insects have had lots and lots of places to go and lots of seeds to eat and other insects to eat. They haven't 
haven't needed to get into our house plants much. So would I treat it with a soap wash irregardless? Uh, well, if you've had it in the house for a week and you've had no evidence of any reason to have to do that, I will probably wouldn't bother. But do keep an eye on it and do make sure it's in quarantine from your other plants just to be sure that if it did come in with something, it whatever it is, doesn't jump to any of your other house plants. How long is the quarantine? Uh, a couple of weeks, two weeks. Anyway, you've been in for a week now, so yeah. another another week would probably do you fine. If I want to transplant it, I read up it's um, suggested to do uh, orchid soil. Is that the orchid bark? No, I w- yeah, it wants a w- anthuriums. I would know <laughs> unless it's a really f- there's bark. There's different kinds of bark that's a ground to different sizes. So if you can find finely ground orchid bark, it's almost like a soil, but it's bark based, that would work. Or use a, uh, like a good quality potting soil and mix extra peat moss into it or core. So C-O-I-R, which is a byproduct of the coconut industry. It's, it's to facilitate great water retention, but also good drainage because the anthurium is something that likes to be moist at all times. Never let them dry out. But at the yeah. same time, they don't want to sit in water. Do I uh, fertilize it all winter long? No. Only fertilize in the spring. And if you can avoid transplanting till the spring, I would. Because it's quite stressful to be for a plant to be transplanted. And spring is always a better time to shock and stress plants. Yes. I also was told that the roots were just like water. Just a plain... Just in water? Uh, uh, maybe. Uh, it wouldn't be a good long-term uh, solution. But yeah, many plants will grow roots in water. Erica, you forced me to put on <laughs> my OPP outfit and pull you to the, the side Shulman of the road. Proctor. Uh, too, okay, too many Frank, questions coming up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She gets away without a ticket. Good stuff. <laughs> because okay. she's glad you're back. <laughs> well, that's, uh, let me uh, pull Colleen from yes. Lockport, New York, yeah. over to the side of the road here. Hi, Colleen. Good morning. Morning and welcome to the show. Hi. Morning. I'm so glad you're back, oh, <laughs> Frank. You. We've missed him. Uh, I have um, a whole driveway full of knockout roses. Oh, wow. When do I trim them? And how do I trim them? Well, do you need to trim them because you're having trouble getting in and out of your car doors? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Okay. So if you don't need to trim them, then I would leave them just the way they are right now until next spring. Next spring, however, when the birds are starting to sing and the bees are starting to buzz and the buds are starting to swell, so you know it's that certain kind of weather. We get a nice, beautiful day. It might be March, might be April sun is shining, we want to do something, you're going to go out then and you're going to cut all those knockouts down at least by a half. It kind of depends what your space is and how close they are together. You can you can prune roses very hard in the spring. So you can, I've taken roses down to two inches tall in the spring and they bounce right back at, throughout the summer. The more oh you my. cut roses back, the more you encourage new growth. And when you get new growth, you get more flowers. But remember when you're cutting Cutting any roses back, you're cutting, you're pruning them so that the new growth will grow out, not in. So you want the plants to grow wide and you want great air and great sun penetration into those shrubs as they start to grow up in the spring. Ah. 
Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. And you'll yeah, fertilize them. Glad to talking. To yeah, you and we, we, you can call again in the spring if you like. But I just I like to prune my roses hard in the spring, and I fertilize at the same time. So it's it's as I do each rose. Each rose gets its own TLC plus fertilizer, and go to the next one. Okay. Okay. Thank you. And uh, now, uh, Charlie, you, you know much. that I'm Thanks a fan calling. of alliteration. I do, Classic actually. Classic example coming up after these words <laughs> on Zoomer Radio. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than you realize. Should small creatures become a big problem, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio. All righty, Charlie, how's this for alliteration? <laughs> Linda from Lindsay, good morning and welcome to the show. Thank you. Frank, I just wanted to let you know we've known of you since Hribeal Technical School where you were disc jockey. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. That's you over the years. When you're like 10 years old. In your future endeavors. Ah, oh, bless your heart. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. I do that. have a question for London. Um, I have a strawberry hydrangea with huge, heavy blooms. Mm-hmm. Now, can I cut those off now and then trim it back in the spring? Oh, but why do you want to cut those blooms off? You're afraid it's going to break the branches? Yes. Yeah, if you have to. I mean, they're so beautiful if you can leave them on. I guess, is, is it in a very windy spot? No, it's rather protected, but I'm just wondered with the snow on it, it might break the branches because the blooms are just huge this year. I know. It, well, if, if you can, what I would do is I would leave the blooms, and if perhaps there is some weight built up and there is some breakage starting to happen, you can always rush out then and start you know, cutting back those blooms. Okay. But remember as well, the spring is the time to cut that hydrangea back. And yes. do not be afraid. I mean, it's how tall is it now? About eight feet tall? Six, eight feet? Pardon me? How tall is the hydrangea right now? Oh, it's about three, four feet. Oh, okay, so it's fairly newly installed. Yes, it is. Okay, because I was going to say, you can, that plant wants to be six or seven or eight feet tall and wide. So every spring, you're going to want to bring it back to three or four feet tall and wide or smaller because it's going to grow through the summer and give you the much bigger height and size than it's giving you now. Um, but if it's that young, you're right, it might be a good idea to to take off some of those blooms because that's a, you know, those are young, tender uh, little little branches that those massive flowers are growing on. Yeah, it's just the second year for it. Yeah, yeah. lovely plant though, eh? Yes, yeah, so all that's beautiful. Yeah. How they change from white to pink. Yeah, yeah so I mean, if you, you can always cut them back and use them for some maybe some decor, some flower. You know, they dry beautifully, right? They can be wreaths, hats, whatever. Something maybe you can make some use of them rather than going straight into the compost. Oh, that's great. Thanks so much and have a happy Thanksgiving. And Thank you, you too. Thank you so much for calling. Susan in Cambridge gets the last slot in the show here, I think. Mm-hmm. Good morning, Susan. Good to hear your voice, Charlie, and even better to hear yours, Frank. <laughs> Thank you. I have a thought question. Um, The weekend of September 15th, my daughter and her husband laid sod in their yard. And uh, we know that fall fertilizer is very important uh, for your lawn. Mm -hmm. And we were wondering if it would be necessary to fertilize this new sod Mm -hmm. heading into the winter. Did they use some kind of a starter fertilizer beneath the sod when they laid it? 
No. If they went out right now and tugged on this sod that was laid uh, almost a month ago, is yes. have the roots penetrated from the sod to the ground below, or would it just lift up like a carpet? Um, I would have to ask them that. Okay. So ask them that if there's if the sod has done what it was supposed to do, and it probably has because the weather's been optimal. The soil is yes. warm. The air temperature's been warm. We've had sufficient rain. It's very likely that the roots have grown from the sod to the ground below, which is excellent. Make sure all the edges are well in hand. And yes, indeed, I would fall fertilize. I wouldn't rush into it. i wait at least another month. So, okay. um, But fall fertilizer is the most important uh, lawn or turf fertilizer out there. So if you do no other fertilizing, doing the fall fertilizer is the best one because the lawn comes through the winter in good repair and in good condition to just bounce right back in the spring. Yeah, I remember you saying that. Mm -hmm. And so uh, the first number has to be the highest? No. Well, Um, remember the first number is nitrogen, and that's the number, that's the nutrient that encourages green growth. So that is definitely the highest number when it comes to a spring or a summer fertilizer for the lawn. A classic Uh, is 2177. So big high nitrogen, lower phosphorus, potassium. But you'll find with a fall fertilizer, it's the other way around. It'll be higher potassium, so the third number will be higher, and the the phosphorus and, and nitrogen will be lower. But just ensure that it says, you know, fall fertilizer. It, the, the numbers, a, a quality fertilizer made by yes. Scott's, made by any of the big guys, will be a good quality for the new sod. Oh, that's excellent. Okay. Great. I knew you'd have the answer for me. <laughs> My pleasure. Terrific. Happy Thanksgiving to both Thank of you. Thank you so much. Thank and you. And your families. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye for now. Thank you. All this Thanksgiving talk, and you're having pot roast, did you say? Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. But, you know, we have some chicken along the way. I was going to say, guess what we're having? We're having yeah. chicken. I, oh, there you I, go. I got a big chicken. Yeah. Well, because last time we had a turkey, there's only four of us. My kids are, I'm picking up my kids, taking them home to the county. <laughs> and we had the smallest turkey we could yeah. get. I think it was 12 pounds. And this is two years ago. That was a lot of leftover turkey. Right. Right. So, uh, no, I'm doing a five, six pound chicken and uh, stuff that and, you know, get those mashed potatoes going, get the pumpkin pie going. I heard a woman on the radio, she said they're so excited about their pumpkin pie every year. They have one for breakfast, then they have the big dinner, and then they have the second pie for dessert. Yeah, good stuff. Can I just take a quick little moment to thank a couple of doctors who have helped Mm. me uh, tremendously the past several weeks. Dr. Sadafi, who is with the uh, Newmark Asylum Lake Hospital in the psych ward, just a tremendous guy, mm-hmm. and Dr. Andrew Sparrow, who's my personal doctor here mm-hmm. in Toronto, at Toronto Western. Right. They have worked uh, feverishly to get, <laughs> to get my proper meds in order and yeah. get me back on my feet, which they've done rather well, I think. Yes, well, and, well, and kudos to you, too. You've worked hard, and you continue to work hard yep, to do. be on yep. your feet. Yep. But it's been so nice to have a chance, Charlie, to share the studio, though this for the moment mm-hmm. uh, is, is the last time that uh, we'll be doing the show together. Yeah, you never I know. wish you nothing but the best. You know that I love you with all my heart. Uh, thank and, you. Uh, anyway, I yeah. do. I do. Oh, I know. I'm, I love you, too, and I've missed you tons. And we're both going to start crying here, so I'm going to yeah. not, not, not do start no, doing no. a bunch of crying. But, uh, yeah, I want to thank you, and it's been really fun to have you back. And let's remember that, you know, 
every day is a new day. So that's right. There's nothing saying we won't be back again sometime. Never say never. We'll just get through yeah. the, the snowfalls and all. It's supposed to be a killer winter this winter. Oh, is that you right? guys are going to want to hunker down yeah. in your cabin and make sure you got lots Probably of mac true. and cheese and don't have to go anywhere. And uh, you know, we'll get back in the yeah. spring, I think, and see what what's going on. But Very good, thanks, Frankie. Say hi to Elliot for me and the kids. Oh, okay? I will for sure. The, okay. Uh, the kids have been. Everybody's been like, "What's going on, with Frank? Is Frank okay? Is Frank okay?" <laughs> oh, yeah, so yeah. there's a lot of people rooting for you. Thank you. All right. I appreciate that. Thanks for coming in. Thanks, Carlos. Couldn't have done any of this without Carlos' help. God bless him. And thanks, Shirley, for looking after Frank so much. <laughs> and thanks to the great callers. We, You know, the show wouldn't be the show without people listening, calling in, asking good questions, sharing tips and techniques. I love it all. So keep it coming, and I promise I will answer some email eventually. Okay. Alan Gelman's <laughs> waiting to come <laughs> raring on the old Dave's card. Garner. Dave's Corner Garage Show. I can hear the engines revving as we speak. (laughs) So bye-bye before we get run over. (laughs) See you next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.